0: Welcome to the Strongstown United Methodist Church. Join us for worship each Sunday morning at 11. Here's this week's message. So now we're moving on to our scripture reading. Um, we're, we're actually going to do three of them. The two are here. Uh, Pastor Bill picked out uh, from the, the suggested readings for today Genesis and Mark. And the other suggested reading was Peter and 1 uh, Peter. And I'm going to read a, a, a scripture from 1 Peter also. So, our scripture reading is in Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. And this is the, um, the scripture and story of Noah. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals all those that came out of the ark with you, living every living creature on earth. I established my covenant with you. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you. A covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. Then we're going to go over to Mark chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. Now, some of these verses might sound familiar to you from earlier in the year, uh, as we were doing Jesus' call of the disciples and so on. So you're not crazy. Some of this is the same at the time jesus came from nazareth in galilee and was baptized by john in the jordan as jesus was coming up out of the water he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove as a voice came from heaven you are my son whom i love with you i am well pleased at once the spirit sent him out into the desert and he was in the desert 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended to him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. And then I'm going to skip back to 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18-22. For Christ died for sins once and for all. The righteous or the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also not with the removal of dirt from the body but the pledge of a good conscience towards god it saves you by the resurrection of jesus christ who has gone into heaven and is at the god's right hand with angels authorities and powers in submission to him these are the words of god for the people of god, Thank you. Thank you, god. Dear Lord, we pray today that your message goes out amongst your worshipers here and your children and that they hear the message that you have intended for them to hear. I pray also a prayer for myself, dear Lord, that the words I say here today be not my own, but be yours. And that they reach the ears and the hearts and the spirits with the message that you have for them today. Amen. So I love that during this first day of Sunday of Lent, we're talking about these scriptures of water and renewal and covenants and promises because you know during lent so often we um use this as a time to give up things you know as a way we're trying to draw clearer to closer to god and seek him more and sometimes we do that through self-sacrifice or through you know denying ourselves something and and lent becomes this time of like giving up things But I like to challenge myself and my family and the people around me to not look at Lent as a time of giving up, but a time of giving over, a time of giving forward in your seeking a closer relationship with God. You know, God just asks us, Jesus just died for us on the cross so we can give it over to him. Whatever's holding you back, whatever you feel is in your way, give it over to him, right? You don't need to give anything up for him. You need to give it over to him. That's why he came here, to seek and to save. That's his mission statement, to seek and to save. So, during this Lenten season, as we're trying to draw draw closer to God and seek him more in our life, let's use this as a time to give it over to God. Okay? God wants you, he loves you. Jesus came here and died for you. He wants you to share whatever your challenges are with him and give it over to him. So, instead of giving up sweets for Lent or Some sort of something like that. I think we should think about giving up things that are going to fill us more spiritually. Let's give up anger. Let's give up worry. Let's give up anxiety. Let's give up gossip. Let's give up hatred. Let's give up holding grudges. Let's give up those things that were designed by the evils on this world to cut us away from the herd, That were designed to make us feel more distant from Christ right and as we get rid of those things in our life let's fill that space up with the good blessings of God let's fill that space up with joy with peace with forgiveness with love with kindness right so as we give up things not in a way of self-denial because Christ doesn't ask us that but in a way of getting rid of the things that draw us away from him and filling that space up then with something positive, something that's gonna draw us closer to Him. And there's things we can do to help draw us closer to Him. We come here to worship, right? That helps us feel closer to Him. As we're in our community of fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters here worshiping, it makes us feel closer to Him. It feels better in His house, doesn't it? When you walk in, just somehow, it feels better. Whatever's burdening you, you don't have to keep anything. You can give it over and he hears you right in our prayers and he answers you right in his special perfect time so as you're drawing closer to him not only coming here to prayer but you can open your bible and read it if you don't. Know. you can come to a bible study it's so easy to do right you can gather food and take it to the food bank you can help your neighbor shovel their driveway <laughs> You can take communion to somebody who can't come and get communion. Another good thing that has come from COVID, right? People say, Church, good things come from COVID. Isn't that a good thing that came from COVID? We now have these little communion things, right? With the wafer and the grape juice right in them. And we can take that consecrated communion to people who can't come here. What a beautiful gift of God's grace, right? two of the wonderful signs of grace that we celebrate in this church. Baptism and communion. Those are simple things that we can do to fill ourselves up with God and shine His light out in the world. So baptism. You know, we see Noah witnessing the destruction of the world because of all the evil in it, right? And the creation of a new world. And God's promise. Not just a promise, but a covenant that lasts for generations. For never again has the Lord destroyed this world with a flood, has he? He's kept that promise, right? When you see a rainbow, offer up a prayer of thanksgiving, dear Lord, for the covenant you made so long ago, right? You're not destroy this world with a flood again, right? And then baptism, each one of us being baptized, whether it was an infant baptism, whether you got baptized Later in life, you know, as a teenager or a young adult or older adult, right? That baptism, that washing clean in not just water as the Noah's age, but in water and spirit, right? We are built anew in that water and spirit. And I like to think of baptism as like the spring rains appear to be falling on a dead earth, right? But there are seeds in that ground that come alive as the rain falls. And as we're baptized those seeds of grace that God sows within every one of us start to come alive in that baptism. And as we, the the members of the church, witness a baptism, right, we renew our baptismal promises, right, to to denounce the evil in the world, to repent of our sins, and to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. And that's why I wanted to read that, that scripture from Peter that was suggested for today's First day, first Sunday of Lent, right? Because it talks about Jesus's sacrifice, His righteousness for our unrighteousness, right? And about how now He rose from the dead, and He conquered our death, and He's living with God. He's at the right hand of God, and that we, through our baptism in water and spirit, will one day know that glory also. And one day know that glory also. So in the Old Testament, we had Noah surviving uh, uh, the waters and the floods and the covenant God made with them. But God also saved his people through water a couple more times in the Old Testament, right? He saved the Israelites from, from, uh, led them to freedom from Egypt through the Red Sea. God parted the Red Sea, right? And then after all of their time in the desert, right, then he led their children to the Jordan. And he parted the Jordan for them so they could go to the promised land. And then in the, in the New Testament, he gives us Jesus, who then through baptism and water and spirit is creating us new and leading us to the promised land, right? To our forever home, right? Our pets have forever homes. We have a forever home with our Father in heaven. So I love that these scriptures were dealing with water and that imagery of water and cleansing and, and being something being brought new. Because nothing here on this worldly earth lives without water. Scientists tell us we can live three days without water, right? And we know that we live in eternity through water and spirit. That's God claiming us as his own in our baptism. God saying, I want you. And then we, as the family of Christ, saying, we're going to help you. We're going to help you through our testimony, through our witness, through our examples, to bring you up in the faith, to bring you up in Christian living, to to encourage you. And yes, maybe sometimes admonish you, but to always do it with love, not in the way of casting the first stone like, in the story of the prostitute when they drug her in front of Jesus and said, aren't we supposed to stone her? And they knew it was a trap, right? They're going to trap Jesus. Either he's going to say, no, you shouldn't stone her. You should love her. In which case, he's breaking the law, right? The law of Moses. Or he's going to say, yes, stone her. In which case, he's breaking the law of Caesar because they're not allowed to put anyone to death, right? So they thought they had him between a rock and a hard spot. But instead, what did he say? Cast the first stone, ye who is without sin. And what did they all do? They dropped their rocks, one by one, and walked away. You know? And so that's how Jesus loves us. And that's what our baptism does for us. And that's what we do for each other when we hold each other up in Christ. And so as we go out today, I want us to remember to try to cultivate a life of gratitude. For our salvation is a wonderful gift of God. And it's not a gift that we should hoard here in this church. It's not a gift that we should hoard in our heart, but a gift that we need to share with everybody. And we share it through our testimony, through our witness, the wonderful things God has done in our lives. We show it through our examples that we lead. And then this Lenten season, as we're drawing closer to Christ, we can hone those skills of Christianity, right? We can hone those skills iron sharpening iron we can hone ourselves to be sharp we can hone ourselves to love better we can hone ourselves to be kinder, we can hone ourselves to give up anxiety, to give up worry, give it over to God because he loves you and we are all one community with Christ through our baptism and we love one another and we love those who aren't part of our family yet hoping that through our love we can bring them into the fold so that they too can enjoy life everlasting with our Lord Almighty. Amen. So we're going to see. Say-